Welcome into this episode of Pod Slamma Jamma. We're going to have a bit of a brief short episode focusing specifically on the Houston Cougars men's basketball team here today. Joining me as always, Dayon Dunlap. Dayon, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Excited to not see the men's trip or kind of follow the men's trip as they get ready to travel overseas. Yeah, a bit of, not necessarily uncharted territories, but certainly a unique circumstance. Obviously, once every four years, basketball teams across the country are eligible to be able to make foreign trips, and the Houston Cougars are going to be taking advantage of that this offseason as they are just days away. On Friday, they head out towards Australia, and they have a long flight ahead of them. They're going to have to travel four hours from here to San Francisco on Friday, and then from San Francisco, they have about a 15-hour to 16-hour flight going straight to Australia. So that's going to be a long journey for them. But before we get into it, obviously, we're going to talk about not specifics, but just overall about the trip, the benefits that it's going to pose for this Houston Cougars team that, like I said, not every individual team gets a chance to be able to participate in it. Uh, Kelvin Sampson talked to reporters on Wednesday after Wednesday, July 26, to be specific, after they had their practice, by the way, day on their practice. If you just if they just threw you into this practice and they didn't tell you the time or date, you would not know that it was in the middle of the offseason. The intensity that Kelvin Sampson brought for that practice, it it like if you were put right in the middle of a regular season practice, which you know, one of the highlights, one of the reasons why Kelvin Sampson has been able to achieve the success he has over the course of his uh, coaching career. But let's get into it, Dan. What are the benefits of being able to travel on a trip like this? Obviously, camaraderie is the biggest one, but even for having the unique experience, they're going to play four games, one against the national team in Australia, which is those are going to be tough challenges. It's not going to be, you know, for, for lack of a better phrase, an easy schedule overseas. I think the obvious benefit of it, like you just said, is building that early chemistry, especially when you have a, um, a lot of new faces like they have this year that are integrating into the team. And so uh, off the top, number one, it starts with chemistry. Then number two, experience. Some of the young guys get experience. Then the team gets experience with playing with each other and the different roles. So it's going to be new team, new roles. And so I think those <clears throat> excuse me, are a few benefits, but then playing against competition. I mean, you're playing against adults over there. There are college kids. You're playing against adults. And so it's an early test for you to kind of get a measurement on where you are at this time. And it's a good coaching tool for the coaches to be able to see, to be able to properly prepare as they um, continue to get ready for the basketball season. So I think it's a great opportunity um, to be able to travel and let them all spend time with one another. I think that's one of the huge things, spending time with one another away from campus, away from the gym. I think that will really, really help the chemistry of this team. Absolutely. And you know, we mentioned it one every four years. Uh, Jawan Roberts is kind of a, a bit of an interesting spot because he was on the original trip that he's not the original trip, the first trip they had four years ago uh, ahead of the 2019 20 season when Houston traveled to Europe, to Italy. And now he's going to be a part of this uh, trip as well. So, unique circumstances for him. But specifically talking on Jawan Roberts, obviously, he was one of the five starters for Houston last season when they made their Sweet 16 run um, throughout the course of the season. And and played at the five for much of the stretches during the season because of Jarvis Walker uh, being able to be that stretch four for Houston. Well, heading into this season, it seems like he's going to be transitioning over to play more, much more of the four and potentially have, you know, 
bigger big men playing at the five. Here's what Jawan Roberts had to say a little bit about that transition. Not too much of a transition. Here's what he had to say, switching from the five to the four and playing more potential. Playing at the five or four. Um, it really don't matter, to be honest. Um, four or five, I'm gonna, you know, I just got to play my role. And just because I'm at the four now, you know, I'm not trying to get out of my comfort zone and, you know, do something crazy that I haven't been doing. So, you know, just, you know, rebounding, defending, blocking shots. I'm going to do the same thing as I am at the five. But, you know, just trying to, you know, improve my outside game more, you know, spread the floor and um, try to play through me a lot more. Nothing too crazy right there that Robert said. He's still going to be obviously looking to emphasize rebounding is going to be and defense is going to be something that Calvin Sampson demands. But a little bit of an interesting position there, of course, he said, looking to be much more of an option on offense and specifically being able to stretch out a little bit more. Dan, you know that Jawan Roberts has been working on his jumpers for years now, heading into what will now be his fifth year fourth year 20 and since 2019 20 season when he was a redshirt so he's been around a while consistently been working on his game but how do you potentially see Jawan roberts getting more minutes at the four than he did certainly last season i think it's a, a natural fit his natural position and like he, like like he said and like you just said he's been working putting in countless of hours working on that jump shot he just hasn't brought it to the game yet so i expect this season for him to show that development and show, just like Fabian did in his last season um, with Houston, show that he's been working on his jump shot and be able to um, spread the floor and knock down some mid-range jump shots where there's elbow, 15-foot, 17-foot. they potentially maybe shooting some three-pointers. I can see him in the corner and, and shooting some threes from the corner. I don't know if he'll go as far as like Fabian shooting that trail at top of the key three, and which that's a tougher three to make, but – I would love to see him continue to develop and expand his game, and I think that's what he will do more. And not only that, I think they will feature him in the post even more as well this year. I think um, he showed a tremendous job last year that he could be a go-to guy in the post. So I think this year he will get even more featured on the block and be able to show um, how he's developed as a post player as well. But defensively with him and JBA, I think that's going to be a sight to see defensively with those two, how the activity, the energy, everything they're going to bring to hold down the back end of the Houston defense. Yeah, in that clip there from Juwan Roberts, you could hear Kellen Sampson in the background. He was counting down jumpers with the remaining forwards. So kind of taking a peek behind the curtain. The last last season specifically, Roberts and Jarvis Walker would spend time with Kellen Sampson after each and I'm talking each and every single practice, and they would go around the world at each different spots, practicing working on their jumpers from mid range all the way outside to the three point shots for each player. Now I mentioned Kellen Sampson that you were able to hear in the background of that audio because. He is known for working with the forwards with Houston and Jawan Roberts, obviously, among them. But there were three other players that were joining Roberts after their practice that they allowed me to see on Wednesday, July 26. And those three players were Ramon Walker, Terrence Arsenault and Jojo Tugler. Uh, Jojo Tugler, of course, a freshman. It's going to be interesting to see how he kind of gets into the fold and how he's able to carve a niche or role for himself heading into the season. Obviously, it's going to be an, a, a very valuable experience for him being able to get four games under his belt before the season even starts. Now, something that was notable that head coach Kelvin Sampson told reporters after the practices, among the freshmen, he said, Tugler's probably the one body-wise just is more ready to be able to be an impact player from day one. Now, depending on how big that role is, that's yet to be determined. It's barely July 27th, but that's something that that caught my attention about Joseph Tugler. 
It did, and I think in, in that clip that you're referencing, he referenced not only physically, but I think um, skill-wise, he's probably one of the freshmen that can make an impact as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I expect of him to be able to make that impact um, on the basketball court with his skill set, not only with his body. Um, I watched a few of his games in high school, but I kind of throw that out the window and just really watch his skill set and what how he plays. A, um, a, a, a relentless motor to run the floor with the best of them. And, of course, with Houston, he's going to become even a better rebound and start attacking the glass, not just defensively but offensively. But I, I can't wait to see his game fully and see how he's going to integrate himself in the Houston system and, and see his, his full offensive system. I think defensively he'll be able to fend. he got good height, good length. And I think with JVA potentially can get in foul trouble at times like we've seen last year, knowing that he will be playing more minutes, I think there's going to be times where Jay Warren, um, out of necessity, will go to the five and JoJo will be at the four, or it could be different scenarios, like you mentioned, other players who are working out with the fours. I think it'd be some instances where Terrence is at the four spot and you got four guards on the floor, whether it's Ramon or, or whomever. I think they're, it's going to be one of the most versatile teams in regards to the different lineups that they can play and the different styles that they can play. And so I just can't wait to see how it all comes together. I'm going to be following them, of course, on that tour. I won't be able to watch the games, but I'll be kind of following the stat sheet, see who does what. But that really doesn't truly tell the full story of the game. But unless it's streamed, I really won't be able to see it. Oh, they might stream. I know they won't stream the national the the game against the national team over there in Australia, but I believe they'll at the very least be able to stream a couple. Uh, those details haven't been finalized yet, but hopefully they do are able to be streamed. Um, and that most definitely would be something that would be intriguing to watch at right now in August as we gear up. You know, it's kind of a dead period for sports. Gearing up, not quite football season yet, but you take all content as possible. But you mentioned Ramon Walker, obviously, after missing last season. It's good to see him out on the court. And, of course, we know what he brings to the table just from a, a rebounding standpoint. He's kind of a player that embodies a Houston Cougar player, that toughness mentality. And the way he plays, you know, every time he's going to be out on the court, he's going to be going 100 miles per hour. He's going to be giving you his 100% effort. Now, when it comes to the guards, obviously the new additions in Damian Dunn and LJ Cryer, they're going to be brought in. They're expected to be key contributors right off the right out of the gates for Houston. So it's going to be very intriguing to see not just the freshmen, but those two players as well. They're going to be new additions trying to be able to fit into the fold. So a foreign trip like this is going to be very beneficial to them. When it comes to LJ Cryer, uh, he spoke or I asked him about Jamal Shedd. And one of the things that stood out to me that, that Cryer said about Shedd was from what he had heard, it seems like Shedd had grown from a leadership standpoint from a season ago. That's what Cryer said. Um, intriguing in that aspect, too. And Jamal Shedd overall, just body-wise, he seems like he's bulked up a little bit more. He certainly seems more toned up. Now, when he was asked about it after the July 26th practice, he kind of played it down. He said he hasn't really focused on trying to get more toned, but you can certainly tell that he's been hitting the gym. What can you expect of Jamal Shedd? Obviously, it's entering what very well could be his final year at Houston. I believe it would be his true senior season, but with all the COVID rules, honestly, I don't know if he has an extra year of eligibility left, but obviously, he already tested NBA waters. He has a sight set on bigger aspirations. What really do you do? You feel like Shedd has to you know, put on tape in his senior season? Consistency. I think that's really it. I think he's consistent in certain aspects of his game as far as floor generalship, 
the way he defends, and the way he playmates, and not turning the ball over. What I mean as far as consistent as far as Jamal is consistently knocking down that outside shot, not only three points, but the mid-range as well. And consistently making good decisions in the realm of picking and choosing when to be a scorer and when to be a facilitator. He does a great job of, of that, but at times, in my opinion, he took too many shots last year instead of getting the ball to other um, scores on the team who I'm sure he would probably agree are better scores or could be better scores than him on any given night because I think on any given night um, he could be just as good as anyone scoring. But for Jamal, I think it's just more consistency. Uh, um, offensively, in, the, in regards to making jump shots and um, making good decisions in regards to picking and choosing his spots. Yeah, I mean, he's a great facilitator, great floor general, can push the pace and control the pace of the game. Then I was just taking that next step to show that um, that he could be an upper echelon because I was looking at the smaller guards who were really, really good, exceptional point guards in college last year, and none of them went, got drafted. And they're all around his stature. You go from Kendrick Davis to Mike to Mike Miles at TCU. Those two of the players who are one of the two of the best small point guards in the nation last year, and they went undrafted. So. Watching them kind of thinking, what can Jamal do to separate himself from other small guards to ensure that he makes it to the next level? And I, I think that's what he can do. Most definitely. I do want to point out a few more other things. Um, Malik Wilson back with the team. He's practicing, obviously, on, on not to – I feel like I'm – saying this day too much, but the, the Wednesday, July 26th practice that they had, Malik Wilson was back in the fold, so it's going to be interesting to see him, obviously, after I, not getting run a season ago, see if he's able to carve a niche in the rotation. Last note, obviously, freshman Cordell Jefferson, it appears that the plan for him as of now is for him to redshirt his true freshman season, so that's going to be something to uh, – watch for as Houston enters the 2023-24 season. They're first in the Big 12. Obviously, like I said at the top of the show, it's still July. When we're recording this, it's August, July, still very early. Just a cool opportunity for them to be able to travel overseas, even though if you see by some of the comments that players might be a little bit scared of the animals they might encounter over in Australia, but just an awesome opportunity for them. And what Calvin Sampson mentioned post-practice as well is that they're going to be able to get college credit um, for their trip overseas, which obviously an awesome component in that aspect as well. That's going to do it for today's episode. We thank you as always for tuning in and taking the time out of your day to watch us, listen to us uh, and whatever type of platform you may, may be listening, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcast. We appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, we'd like to hear from you. So if you are new to the channel first, hit the subscribe button. It's the easiest way to support us and let us know all your comments. What are you most excited for on this Australia trip? Have you guys ever been to Australia? I'm curious to see what some people comment about what might potentially be the most dangerous animal because apparently there's so there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can kill you in Australia or spiders that are huge uh, we'll we'll put a pin on it obviously exciting times and down like you mentioned we'll hopefully there's a stream where we can get a little bit of a basketball fix in august and at the very least there'll be a scrimmage this upcoming tuesday august 1st for the houston cougars men's basketball team as always down you get the final word can't in a segment or a podcast that is without saying go cougs